Happy New Year's, profiteers. Happy 2024. 2023 is behind us. We have a brand new year, a fresh start, clean slate, time for new ideas, big ideas, big progress, and big profit. Thank you so much for joining me on my episode today of Positive Profit. Whether you're listening to my podcast or for those my YouTube channel who want to get their eyes directly on me. Thank you for listening and for watching. So today's episode, I'm starting off with a banger. I love this episode. I've put a lot of time and thought into it, and I'm excited to share it with you. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. I ended up taking a break for a week, and it was actually amazing. I slept in, you know, I had some PJs all day days. It was fantastic. I hope you had a wonderful holiday as well. I'm sharing three dog treat ideas that can propel your dog treat business to new heights. New year, new heights, new profit. Awesome. So think of each of these treat ideas as a classification of product. That's how I view it in my business so that you can modify it for your brand and start to see success. No matter what niche that you pick for your dog treat baking business, and that's kind of an interesting thing to say niche, but it's true. Some people's niche is they want to offer soft treats because they really have an affinity towards senior dogs, dogs with missing teeth, dental issues, puppies, and also just soft treats for lots of different reasons. You can make such a huge variety of soft treats. Some people's niche is all about dehydrating their treats and offering crunchy treats. Some people are like, man, all I want to do is cakes. However, maybe it's organic ingredients, maybe it's all natural, but whatever yours is, you can modify these ideas to fit whatever your niche in your brand is. Hopefully these products will help fill in the gaps of your business and help you serve your clients more efficiently. Before we dig into the episode, I want to read a review to you from Apple Podcasts. This is from Graham of Furs, love the name already, titled A Positive Experience. I loved this podcast. It was so fun to get to know a little bit about you, Kara, and how you started with your dog treat business, and I can't wait to learn more. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate that. And with every episode that goes by, I'm sure you're going to learn a little tidbit here and there about me. If you want to learn how I got into this business and I started go back and listen or watch episode one. That is my origin story. Anyway, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate that. If you like what you hear on today's episode, I invite you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. If you're watching me on YouTube, please like this episode, 
and come back, follow the show, subscribe to my channel. Uh, if you want more of this tasty dog treat content, I, ha I have episodes that come out twice a week. Twice a week, you'll be able to get tips and tricks and new things to help your business grow. In today's episode, you will learn the secret sauce to what three dog treat ideas you need for your baking business success. I'll share with you what I feel are the top three most important products for you to have in your dog treat lineup and why. And the why is really important. I know what you're thinking. Is it a peanut butter bone? Is that what I should be offering? Is she going to talk about pup cakes? Is it offering a birthday cake? What's the one treat that I should be offering? But what I'm actually going to do is share with you the same strategy that I use in my own dog treat business. And it's the same game plan that allows me to generate customer interest and tons of sales. It's the same info that I also think is missing from our industry. A lot of our industry is about recipes, right? A huge part about it is about recipes. But there are some strategic things that I think you should know that are missing. I don't really think that there's anyone out there talking about how to have a dog treat business. They may have courses for sure. And they're talking about it in that realm. But things change. Uh, not only do they change, there's more to say than what can be written in a few pages or some chapters in a course. There's just more to say. That's why I really love this show, because I'm able to get into all kinds of topics that maybe dog treat courses don't cover. Anyway, uh, let me know how you like it and also what kind of content you guys want to see. Now I'm going to get in to the three products. Make sure you've got something to take notes with and be sure to let me know if this podcast or this YouTube episode helped you in any way. Tell me in the comments below or on social media which products you'll be adding to your dog treat bakery. You can tag me at Positive Profit and that's positive with a P-A-W, sign language. I'll see bakers who are going to be selling at a pop-up and they'll ask on social media or on their Facebook page, or even in the Facebook group, what treats should I bring with me? Legitimate question. See it all the time. So someone might chime in from California, bring peanut butter bones. Those sell out for me. Someone in Florida might say, bring cupcakes. My customers love them. Someone in Texas might say, you should do an ice biscuit. Those are top sellers for me. So this baker who's going to be selling at a pop-up will end up bringing products based on other people's feedback. And there's nothing wrong with that. The dog treat baking community, if you don't already know, I advise you to please get plugged in to the community. It's a really helpful and friendly community. And there's honestly a collective vibe within the members that we sincerely want each other to succeed. That's what I love about it. The problem with this kind of feedback, in my opinion, is that if the products that they're advising this baker to bring to the pop-up, they might not align with that person's brand. And that could be why they're finding a disconnect with the products that they currently offer. If your business doesn't already have a brand, a mission, a focus, a niche even, consider that. Consider what you stand for. Go beyond the recipes. You're the CEO of your business. You're the boss, and I really want to see you hone in 
on some strategic layers of your business to help grow and succeed beyond the recipes, okay? So the three items I'm going to be sharing with you today can possibly help you fill in those gaps, but they also might help you grow as a home-based dog treat baker so you are not leaving any money on the table because I love for you guys to have multiple streams of revenue. So please consider these. Now, the first product is what I like to call a multi-purpose product. Any ideas what that might be? The reason I call it a multi-purpose product is because it's something that can serve more than one purpose. I get questions from other bakers about how I was able to make over $25,000 in my first year as a dog treat baker. And one of the first things I tell them is that you have to look at your offerings, okay? And you have to think about the requests and the feedback from your customers that you're serving, okay? This multi-purpose product that I'm going to share with you is one that can easily be tweaked for big dogs, little dogs, puppies, seniors with dental issues, or even dogs with chicken allergies. Y'all, I did not even know that was a thing, dogs with chicken allergies, until I began this business. And I'm like, chicken? Who's allergic to chicken? I thought dogs love chicken. Turns out they're allergic to chicken. So anyway, this multi-purpose product can serve all of the classifications I just mentioned. And you don't need six or seven different recipes to get there. This multi-purpose product might actually be closer to the Swiss army knife of dog treats. I'm not kidding. I want you to take a look at your dog treat business to see if you have a multi-purpose product or even a dual product. I'm not giving you something that works specifically for me you have your own brand. And this multi-purpose product is just a prime example of how one product can be adjusted to fit your own brand and your customers in your own niche and stay true to who you are. And it's going to be so much easier for you to sell. This is just one example of a multi-purpose product, but I love it so much. I want to share it with you. It is different riffs on a pretzel recipe. So the first version, of course, you can shape the dough into a traditional pretzel, which is great for medium size or bigger size dogs. The second version of this is when you roll out your log of dough into ropes and you brush it with your egg wash and you sprinkle it with sesame seeds, cut it into one inch pieces. Okay. They're going to look like about the size of a tater tot. When you do that and then you bake them, you end up with this polished looking treat that is bite sized for smaller dogs. So you have the same recipe. You have your regular traditional pretzel and then you have bite sized little tater tot size. Okay. And then brushing on the egg wash and sprinkling it with sesame seeds if that's your jam while the dough is still in ropes before you cut it. It really helps to speed up the process so you're not brushing and sprinkling each little individual size treat. Just do it when it's in a rope and then cut them. I call these miniature snacks pretzel pups. Big seller. And it's the same recipe. You're just cutting it into a smaller size. Version number three. Not only are these great for small dogs, as we talked about, but instead of dehydrating them and making them crunchy, right? First you bake, then you dehydrate. But instead of doing that, they can be baked soft, these one-inch little pretzel pups. 
They can be baked softer to appeal to senior dogs with delicate teeth, missing teeth, dental issues, and for puppies. So keep in mind that soft treats have a shorter shelf life, as we know. And that's okay. But I I feel it is important to offer a soft treat in your lineup, if that's your brand, for the customers who have these kinds of dogs. I have never had a customer complain when I tell them about the shelf life of the pretzel pups or that they should store them in the fridge or freeze them to help them last longer. Version four, go ahead and cut the pretzel pups instead of in one inch lengths, go ahead and cut them into half inch sections. You can dehydrate them and use them as training treats. So that's another treat you're going to get out of this pretzel recipe. I have some very cute silicone molds that I bought when I started. I have like a turquoise blue silicone mold and that one has little bone shapes. And I've got a red one with small heart shapes. You might have seen these. You might even have these. You probably know what I'm talking about. And I tried pressing in the dough to these flexible silicone forms so I could make training treats. But I found out I'm I'm pretty impatient with all of that. So rolling the dough into logs and cutting it into small, small pieces, it helps make really quick work of creating this training treat. That's another thing you're going to put on your menu. It's the same recipe. Version number five. If I'm going too quickly, hit rewind, go back, take the notes that you need, okay? The fifth version of the same recipe is you're going to add a little shredded cheddar cheese or a little Parmesan cheese to your pretzel recipe and then cut the ropes, okay? You roll it out into ropes, cut them into about five inch pieces and then twist the ends in opposite directions. I don't use any egg wash or sesame seeds for this recipe. They bake up like little cheesy breadsticks. They're twisted. You can see the cheese bubbling out. And these are one of my best sellers. I call these cheese twists and I actually bake them crunchy and I dehydrate them for the extra chew factor. So that's another way you can use this recipe, slight tweak, five inch ropes, twisted at both ends, dehydrated, now you have cheese twists. Version number six. <laughs> but wait, there's more, right? Version number six. Make the pretzel recipe, but substitute beef broth or water for the chicken broth that you might be using in your pretzel recipe and add a package of real bacon bits. Not those artificial ones. Get the real bacon bits. And this recipe is perfect for dogs who prefer a savory snack but might be allergic to chicken. Well, I roll it out like a sheet of dough that's half inch thick. So we're not, we're not really thinking ropes or logs with this one at all. Okay, we're just adding beef broth, adding some bacon bits, rolling it out a half inch thick. And then I, you can also do a quarter inch thick if you want. And then I use a dough docker. And a dough docker has a handle and a wheel with spikes and you roll it over the dough and it perforates the dough, making small little holes all over the surface of the dough. I use my one and a half inch small bone cutter to cut these out. I call these bacon bites. And you can get the recipe for my bacon bites as a freebie on my website, positiveprofit.com. If you sign up with your email, I'll send it out to you. So there's a lot of versions that you can get with a basic pretzel recipe. Now, the reason, here's why I like it. 
this one basic recipe is a virtual powerhouse. So whichever version appeals to you, it's something that I recommend that you keep in your wheelhouse. You can make several different kinds of treats from it without spending lots of money on different ingredients. You know what I'm talking about. And this keeps your overhead down and your costs down. This multi-purpose product gives your menu some diversity so that you're not leaving money on the table. The second kind of product that I'm going to talk to you about now is a cross-selling product or an upsell product. It's great to have in your rotation and it's especially effective when it comes to things like dog birthday parties. You can think of it in other ways too. You can apply it for different reasons, but I'm going to talk to you about dog birthday parties. Y'all, these are becoming a thing. A 2023 YouGov survey found that nearly half of all American dog owners celebrate their pup's birthdays and buy them gifts. Is this in your wheelhouse or what? We were made for this. This is our jam. And let me tell you how you can have more sales and generate more revenue with this idea. So cross-selling in this case is an add-on product to their original purchase. An example of this is when a customer orders a birthday cake for their dog. You can offer party favors. These can be individual sleeves of beautifully packaged cookies in birthday shapes or stamps, perfect for each party goer. Another fun thing to offer is a small pinata filled with crunchy treats and tennis balls. How cute is that? Think about a birthday package you might go somewhere to buy for your kid, right? They're going to say, okay, here's the room rental. But if you want, we can supply a cake. We can supply pizza. We can supply party decorations. This is the same kind of idea with these party favors. It's a great idea and something that you should really consider with your business. Now, offering birthday packages as an upsell is another way that you can increase your treat revenue. For example, you might offer a six-inch cake and maybe three party favors as a package, okay? Your customer's initial purchase, because maybe they were just thinking about a cake, so their initial purchase is bigger because now you've added party favors, but they still save money versus if they were to buy all the items individually. You can also do this with a cake and individual pup cakes as party favors. Customers love the idea of party favors and even loot bags. It's something for the dogs, the party goers, to take home from the party and enjoy later. It also works for the paw parent to give out to their friends with dogs who didn't attend the party. Like you and I, customers, they're used to seeing packages in general. We're just used to it. It doesn't have to be any different when it comes to their dogs and the packages you can offer them. So they're already familiar with this entire concept. Of course, for the loot bags, one thing you can do um, is you can purchase the items in bulk on Amazon to keep on hand to fill the orders with when they come in. Just buy, you know, bulk items and fill those orders. And I am 100% here for all that free shipping on Amazon Prime, for sure. So you can also offer an upsell product. 
And this is when you offer a higher tier of the product that they're purchasing. For example, maybe they're going to buy a four inch layer cake. Well, you can let them know for X amount more, they can get a six inch cake. Or maybe your upsell is you offer an organic cake. So it's using all organic ingredients. Or maybe your upsell is a cake made with grain free ingredients and you'll charge a higher price accordingly. But the reason is, is because they're thinking one thing, but you could offer them other options as an upsell. Cross-selling and upselling are similar in that they both focus on providing additional value to your customers. But instead of limiting them to the initial product that they were originally considering, in both cases, the business objective for you is to increase your order value and inform customers about product options that they might not already know about. The key to success in both is to truly understand your customer's value and then respond with products and corresponding features that meet those needs. And cross-selling and upselling will do that. Again, find the version that fits your brand and your business. The third treat idea that you should have in your lineup are gifts. Not only do dog lovers buy treats for their dogs, we also learned that they buy treats as gifts, not only for their own dog, maybe it's their birthday, but they buy gifts for their friends' dogs, their family's dogs, loved ones' dogs. This could be at Christmas time, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Paw Parent Days, or especially for a dog's birthday. Maybe it's even their grand dog. That's a thing. Trust me. I have grand dogs. So consider having a treat that is beautifully packaged and ready for gift giving. You can have it as a standalone item, or we'll talk about a way you can have a gift, but it also doubles as a dual product. What I'm telling you is that for this concept, you need to go beyond the bag, go beyond your regular bagged treat. So let's say for Valentine's Day, because that's coming up, right? Take note. For Valentine's Day, maybe you want to make heart-shaped cookies, okay, in one of your regular flavors, and you use your normal bagged packaging. You're going to have a flavor you already have, but you're just going to make heart shapes, because maybe you normally have this flavor and you make bones. You're going to make heart shapes for Valentine's Day, and on the label, maybe you call it something cool like Valentine's Day 2024 Limited Edition. Same treat, just a different label. You're just calling it something else. The treat's in a different shape. Here's where the gift part comes in. Having these same cookies, the hearts, have them available with fancy packaging so they can get the regular bag treat. You're not going to charge any more for a heart in your normal bag with limited edition, but have the same hearts available like as a gift with fancy packaging. And so that's the dual product. So not only is this product a dual product because the same cookie is packaged as a regular bag treat with a limited edition label, but you also offer it specially packaged as a gift. So I wouldn't recommend having a lot on hand, but definitely have some on hand um, at your booth or in your store at every holiday or seasonal event. It just gives your customers more options. Displaying treats that have beautiful, giftable packaging will help customers understand that while maybe they weren't specifically thinking about giving a gift, when they see your packaging, 
and they note the holiday that's coming up or the season that you're referencing, they will make the connection. It's a gift. Okay. And this is what they already do for human treats and human things. You've seen gifts, you know, that are packaged up, especially for Christmas, right? They have special packaging. You know, you have M&Ms in a regular package, but suddenly, you know, they're red and green M&Ms and people lose their minds. Um, Here's a, a great way to advertise it. You can also make a cute and simple sign in Canva to print out for your table, put it in a clear acrylic sign holder that might say Valentine's treats and gifts or something like that. And in front of your sign, you for your Valentine's treats and gifts, you have your regular bagged packaging with the heart-shaped cookies inside, limited edition Valentine's 2024. And also you have your Valentine's hearts, but it's in a gift package. You can go on Amazon. You can find lots of cute gift boxes, special ribbon. You can really do it up, but you have both of those side by side. Not only do you have something available that's special and unique and holiday driven, right? You have two different options at two different price points, bag treats and a gift. It just is more for your customer to consider. And it's a great strategy for all of the holidays and seasons too, all year long. It's just one additional way to bring in sales. So I hope you have enjoyed these three ways that you can make uh, more money and not leave any money on the table as well. I'd love it if you would comment below if you're watching this video on YouTube and let me know which of these three strategies you'll be putting on your menu or tag me on Instagram at Positive Profit. To end the show, I want to leave you with some cuteness. It's time for the pet parade. These are photos that my listeners and my viewers have sent in of their cute doggos. And without further ado, let's start the parade. This was sent in by Amanda. Susanna is an 11 and a half year old standard poodle. They got her when she was just 18 months old and she has been the perfect angel for them. And she looks at the next picture is sent in by Courtney and Katie, and they're the owners of Second Chances Bark Bakery. Their logo features both of their rescue dogs. Harley is the German Shepherd mix and Maverick is the black chihuahua pug mix. Donna sent in a picture of her fur baby and her name is Ghost. Donna is the owner of Pampered Pooch Hand-Baked Treat. I love this, you guys. Send them. Send me your dog pictures. Next, Justine sends us a picture of her very handsome boy, Zeke, who passed away from cancer and they started their business, Zeke's Barkery, in honor of him. The other photo is of her CEO's chief eating officers. That's got to be the cutest title ever. Jack and Nala. Jack is a hound of sorts, and they think that he's American foxhound. And Nala is a Rhodesian Ridgeback. And then Nikki. Nikki is the owner of Fort Myers Barcuterie. And here are Nikki's babes. First, we have Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn is a Yorkie mix. And then Earl please. I just need to reach through the screen and I need to give Earl a hug immediately. (laughs) Rosie is the owner of Pup Delicioso and her pups are Ringo, Remy, and Richie. Oh my gosh. I think one of them is smiling. Is that Ringo? What adorable puppers. If you want to see 
your pup's furry face on my YouTube show. Email a picture of your dog. Tell me your dog treat bakery's name if you have started a business. And tell me what your dog's name is, what their breed is, and what their age is. Send that to me over at support at positiveprofit.com because I am here for the pet parade, y'all, and all the cuteness. Thanks for watching my show. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I appreciate your support. Honestly, I would not be here if it weren't for you. Thank you. And don't forget to treat yourself well.